Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Vulnerability with Bree, turning your pain into purpose, turning our pain into purpose. Um, if you are jumping on from our last um, like special episode, welcome. If you're new here, welcome. Um, if you are a faithful listener, welcome. I am happy to have you. Regardless, if it's your first time, if you're here every episode, we um, are just a family who likes to build each other up. I am Bree. I am the host. Um, and if you've been following along, we have a few different Bible studies happening right now and trying to keep up with them without getting people confused on the podcast. Um, I have been, uh, if you follow me on social media, on um, Instagram, I am, uh, my handle is working, I'm working on Bree. On Facebook, I am Brianna Mollet, and in parentheses, excuse me, it's Young, um, which is my maiden uh, name. And um, I, I try to do posts to keep them um, separate, to keep you guys updated on what's happening. Um, if you um, were here last week, then you know that we started a women's Bible study at our church on anxiety and depression and dealing with that um, in our everyday lives. And the week before that, we um, were continuing a proverb study that we started two weeks ago. Well, I think it would be three weeks ago now. And so proverbs got skipped over last week um, for anxiety and depression. So this week, we will do both. Um, I, I'm recording the proverbs today. We're going to jump in and continue with the proverbs and then tomorrow after Bible study at the church, I will release the, um, the, this week's episode for anxiety and depression. And with all of that being said, we're jumping into the virtuous woman today in Proverbs 31. Y'all listen, um, my virtue has been tested today because I spent an hour recording this the first time. I've already recorded this once. And I don't know what happened, but when I went to play it back, it was in slow motion and there was no sound. So I don't know how I managed to do that, but it's fine. Um, I've got to the place in my life where I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It was a practice run. We're rolling on. It's, I'm not mad about it. So um, with all of that being said, let's jump right into it. I hope that you guys are all well and taking care of yourselves. Uh, today's my last day off before I go back to RN school, but I'm excited because I start precepting and this is my last four months. After this, I'm done with uh, my associate's degree and I will move on to my bachelor's and master's. God is good. He's keeping me busy. Um, and so today I want to continue on with Proverbs. Um, the last two episodes, the first episode we discussed... Um, excuse me, the first few verses of Proverbs where King Lemuel's mother um, warned him about sexual immorality and sexual exhaustion. Um, and then we related that to real life circumstances. Last week, uh, or the week before last, we discussed leadership um, in the, the like next few verses of Proverbs and King Lemuel's um, mother's instructions on how to be a good leader how to use your power in leadership or an authoritative figure. And today we are going to talk about the virtuous woman. Um, this is my favorite part um, and we're not going to get through all of it. 
earlier, I tried to make it through just the first few verses about the virtuous woman, and it ended up being almost an hour long. It's just so much to cover. Uh, but guys, we need virtuous women. Um, we need virtuous men in, in the body of Christ. It Everybody is like, oh, I'm a Proverbs 31. You know, I've got my coffee, my house my house is aesthetically pleasing like and you see all these youtube videos where it's like hashtag proverbs 31 and guys most of the people i talk to don't even know what the word virtuous means uh, that's a big deal because not every woman or man in the church is virtuous that is a title that comes at a cost and so today we're going to talk about that cost and talk about how we can become virtuous men and women of God. So we know um, if you have been following along that Proverbs 31 was actually um, a woman. Um, it was a prophetic word that was spoken over King Lemuel by his mother. Um, it was a prophetic word that sent out instruction uh, for the way that he should behave, the mannerisms that he should uh, like uh, act in the character that he should possess and what to look for in a wife so that he could have somebody beside his side that queen you know like everybody's like yes queen like no not everybody's a queen um and king lemuel's mother gives specific instructions on what a queen looks like and and in order for him to have that um successful partner uh, that he could be united with um and have a wife worth celebrating. Come on, somebody. I know this isn't going to be popular, but not everybody with a ring on their finger is wife material. Not everybody, not every man with a ring on his finger is husband material, right? Like, just because you put a ring on it doesn't mean that you're going home to wifey or husband material. And so King Lemuel's mother warns him about that again in Proverbs 31. And he's like, she tells him, if you want a successful marriage and a wife worth praising, this is what you need to look for. And it also sets guidelines for us women um, on how we should behave and how we can prepare ourselves to be virtuous women um, before we're even virtuous wives, right? Like I had said in the last episode, and I'll say it again because I'm not proud, when my husband married me, I was not wifey material, okay? Like I was 19 and I had no idea. Like I wanted a husband so bad, you know? Like I wanted to be married so bad and everybody was like, enjoy your life, you know? And I was like, no, like I've loved the man. I want to be his wife, you know? But I had no idea what that title came with. Um, it came with a lot of heavy weight. It came with a lot of responsibility that I was not ready for. And so I was not his piece you know, the first few years of our marriage, I was not um, the wife that the Bible called me to be. And um, with that being said, my father is trying to call me. Um, it's okay, I'll call him back when I'm done. Um, he, <laughs> so with all of that being said, I was not a virtuous wife. Um, and it was because I hadn't, I, I didn't take time to do this study uh, before so that I could prepare myself to be a virtuous woman apart from a virtuous wife. And so um, 
that is, you know, something that I had to grow. I had to learn through. And so I did this study. The Lord led me to this study. And I spent seven hours one day sitting at a kitchen table, like studying. And I couldn't get enough. I was like, man, like, Holy Spirit, you're just so good. Like, you just keep teaching me. And and, and this was like several days long. It was like six and seven hours. Like, I've never spent so much time in the Word of God as I have uh, doing this study. And so I'm so excited about this word. Um and I, you know, my goal is not to shame women. My goal is not to make you feel like you're not a godly woman. Um, but my goal is to bring awareness that, you know, we sometimes think of ourselves higher than what we ought to. Because, you know, if you'd asked me eight, eight and a half years ago, if I was wifey material, I'd have been like, yeah, like I got a ring on it. Right. Like, um, but the truth of the matter was I wasn't, I wasn't responsible. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't everything that God had uh, set forth for a wife to be. So uh, it came with a lot of experience. And now I can boldly say that I am that virtuous wife. <laughs> but it came with a lot of battles, came with a lot of whippings uh, from God. It came with a lot of correction from the Holy Spirit, um, a lot of learning, a lot of breaking generational curses and generational behaviors and learned bondages um, from marriage. And so it was a battle, guys, but we are going to get there together. We are going to learn together. We are going to grow together. We are going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal our character flaws together. Excuse me. And so with all of that being said, let's jump right into scripture um, and we will, um, just get into it. Let me get it pulled up here. So Proverbs 31, and we are going to pick up in verse 10. And I'm just going to read the first few verses because earlier I read like 10 verses and I, guys, I just... There's so much that comes in and goes along with being virtuous and what virtuous means that I just really want to take time to understand what this prophetic word was releasing into the atmosphere for women and men. Um, so I don't want to rush through it. I really want to take time to break down the verbiage that was used, what it means, um, what it translates to, like all of that is important when it comes to the word of God. And it is time consuming. It is time consuming, but it is worth it because that is where wisdom comes in next to life experience, you know, is truly getting to the root of the word. Like it's easy to read it one way and think that, you know, we understand it. But the truth is like there's so much depth to God's word and God's word is alive, which means it changes all the time. Like I can read the same verse 10 times and every single time I will read it in a different way than what I read it the previous nine times. And it will speak something new to my life. So it's important to take that time to break down and understand what God is saying in his word. So starting with verse 10 in Proverbs 31, it says this, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. And we're going to stop there. Um, and just kind of take time to um, break down what these scriptures are saying. 
sorry guys if you were on my last video i was drinking my water from my stanley but uh your girl needed some i'm currently uh my last video i did not have the hat on <clears throat> i was underneath a blanket with the sweater i live with a siberian husky guys who prefers my house to be like 20 below zero um and our windows are new but they're not the greatest so it stays cold anyways uh, because of chase and then when we get these cold like chilled winds it i just freeze to death so i'm currently i currently have my hat on and i'm sitting under two blankets with my socks and my leggings and you know like i'm just i'm trying to stay warm so i had to go and make me a cup of hot coffee uh to go along with that but anyways a virtuous woman guys if you're not used to my chaos by now <laughs> I don't know that you ever will be. And that's okay because I'm not everybody's cup of tea. If I'm too chaotic for you, I'm not, I don't blame you. Like I'm chaos. Like my, my life is, it's nonstop. It's constantly reeling. It's constantly changing. Like I'm just chaotic. So Proverbs 31, virtuous woman, let's get into it. What does the word virtue mean? Now give you a second. I want you to think about what you think virtuous means. Because most of the answers I get are meek and mild and you know wearing a little house on the prairie dress and you know no tattoos no piercings like no makeup never cut her hair like this virtuous woman <laughs> guys no like that's not what virtuous means um virtuous means mighty <laughs> it means warrior it means strong it means riches um and it also is the um, equivalent to in Kings where um, in second Kings where God says, you mighty men of valor. Okay. <laughs> Think about that, right? Like those men were men of war. They were serious men not to be messed with like mighty men of valor. That is literally what a virtuous woman means. Like it is equivalent. If you look it up in the strongest concordance, like it under virtuous it says mighty men of valor like guys it's not meek it's not this meekness is not weakness first of all like let's clear the air with that being meek is one of the beatitudes and it is strength and um that is that is virtuous means wise it means strong it means a person of war, a per this Proverbs 31 woman who is described is a force to be reckoned with. Like she is somebody who's got her business in order. She is strong. She don't cut no corners. She don't take nobody, you know, she don't take nobody's garbage. She's not a doormat. Like she serves her husband. She serves her children. Like she is strong. She answers to nobody but God first and then her husband. Like she has her life together, even when it's fallen apart, because God is her refuge. She is strong and she is mighty and she is wise and she has life experience and self-control. Like that is what it means to be a virtuous woman. So I do have some notes that I want to share with you guys. Um, this passage is traditionally understood as being addressed to women, but it is more accurately spoken by a woman to a man so that he could know the character and potential character of a good wife before marriage and value and praise his wife for her virtual character once married, virtuous character once married. It is primarily a search list for a man and only secondary a checklist for women. 
Um, so again, this was not like a letter that was written to condemn women, uh, but it was a letter written to a son um, through a prophetic release of a word telling him like, if you want a successful marriage, if you want a woman that's worth praising, this is what to look for. Because come on now, everybody, every wife wants to be praised, but not every wife is worth praising. And the same goes for husbands. Like if you don't, if you don't pull your weight, if you're not in prayer for your spouse, if you're not your spouse's peace of mind, like if you're not doing anything, but worrying about yourself, like you're not worthy to be praised as a spouse. Like, what are you doing, sis? What are you doing, husband? Like, you, if you're not pulling your weight, you don't deserve the praise. Like, I'm not going to sit and cheer somebody. Like, I'm not going to sit and like boast on somebody and, and lift their ego way up when they're not doing anything to deserve it. Right. Like you have got to put in the work and that's what they're saying here. Like she, she gave strict uh, instructions to her son. Like if this, this is the list. And if you want a wife that's worth praising, like she will possess these characteristics. And this is like, these are all strong characteristics that women of today have brushed behind them, like trying to be like, well, I can be a man and I can do everything a man wants, a man can do. But like, guys, God created women to do things that men cannot do. Like he created women so beautifully, so strong. And like with such nurturing nature that like we keep the house together. We, we nurture the marriage. Like we nurture the children. We bring growth to our home through the wisdom of God. We do things that men cannot do the same as God has called men to do things that we cannot do. And that's okay. Like I'm not going to spend all my time trying to be my husband because I know that there are things in this house that I have to do that he cannot do. Just like there are things in this house that he has to do that I cannot do. Like he is the head of this household and he stands responsible. He stands responsible for this home. Like, but at the same time, I'm responsible for our marriage. I'm responsible for nurturing our marriage. I'm responsible for praying for him and having his back and pulling my weight and doing the things that God has told me to do and making sure that my business is order is in order because I can't hold him accountable for things when I'm not doing my part. But every woman wants to be praised when they're not doing their part. Like sis, being born and, and having certain parts don't automatically give you the key to be praised. I'm sorry, but a lot of women think, well, I got a nice body, so he should just put a ring on it and praise me. Like, nope, sorry. Like that's not on this checklist. So let's talk about what actually will buy you praise and make you a virtuous woman. Um, this passage describes the kind of wife a Christian man should pray and seek after. This passage, this passage gives a guide, a goal for the Christian woman, showing the kind of character she can have as she fears and follows the Lord. And so, again, before we get into all of the things that this woman possesses, this virtuous woman, like it's important to understand that we are not born with these characteristics. Excuse me. We are not born virtuous. <laughs> Okay. When we come into this world, we are, we are, we, we are vulnerable. We are unlearned, unskilled, untaught. And we gain this virtue through trials, through going through battles, through being put in uncomfortable and uncertain circumstances. Because if we are willing to go through those and, and listen to what God is saying through these battles and through these um, trials and storms, like that is where growth happens. That is 
where we will obtain the wisdom. Like I'm not going to get wisdom sitting at home on my couch, not doing nothing. Like if, and, and, and it's really sad because I know people who go through the same battle over and over and over and over again. And they're like, well, I just don't understand why I have to go through this battle. Like my whole life has been this battle. Like, I don't understand why I got to go through it. And I'm like, sis, like God is trying to tell you something, but you're not, you're not picking up what he's laying down. So you're going to have to keep going through it until you open your mind and open your heart up to what God is trying to teach you. And you stop in the midst of that battle and you say, okay, God, like, obviously I'm not a very patient person or obviously I don't have enough self-control or, you know, I, I get what you're trying to teach me here. Now help me. Cause like, we all have things in our lives that are not of God. Like we all have things in our lives that hinder us and keep us from God. And God will put us through certain trials and through certain tests so that he can reveal those character flaws and pull them out of us and get and and replace it with his wisdom and with his word um so that we can prosper in him and become virtuous men and you know strong men of valor um because this prophetic word did not die it did not stop at king the mule it didn't stop you know after the new testament came like this was a prophetic word and the word of god once it is released this is the thing people need to realize prophecies don't die prophecies don't come to an end prophecies don't just you know quit like once god's word is released with the uh backing of god with the authority and the anointing of god that prophetic word will live on as long as the world stands and after the world burns like the word of god will still stand so this prophetic word this wasn't just a mommy giving advice this was a mother prophesying through the anointing power of god over her son she was prophesying into his life and that prophetic word lives on to today so men and women are still held to the same standard um today you know it's it's a guideline if we now you don't have to be a virtuous woman you don't have to be a mighty man of valor like god's not going to make you he's not going to force you to have these characteristics but if you want to be a mighty man of valor or you want to be a virtuous woman like this is this is your guidelines like this is where you're going to find that um so this passage reminds the christian man that he must walk in the fear and wisdom of god so that he will be worthy of a compatible um, worthy and compatible with such a virtuous woman. So again, um, his mother has already laid the guidelines for him up to this point. And there is a way that men have to walk because the same way that, you know, a wife don't just get to be a virtuous wife, like a man don't just get to wife up a virtuous wife if he's not doing his duty. Like if he's not walking according to the scripture of God, then God's not going to throw a virtuous woman in his hands. Like you have to be able to be trusted with your, with, with the soul of the person that you're going to be in union with. Like and some people wonder why they're single forever, but it's because, you know, God can't, you know, and there are some people who are called to a season of singleness. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but there are some people who, who remain single because they've not taken time to mature and try to become a more responsible person because God's not going to give you somebody's heart who's fragile when you're irresponsible and you're careless with your words and you're careless with your attitude. Like you will, harm somebody else's soul and their mental health and their well-being by being so careless and god's not going to entrust you as a soulmate if he can't trust you to use self-control and and to walk after his wisdom because when we serve god we're not about our own business anymore right like 
Jesus said, no, you not. I must be about my father's business. So it's not about what we want anymore. It's not about how we think we should behave. It's not about the attitude that we want to have, but it's about what God says and how he says to behave. And so again, like all of this plays the plays a factor in becoming that virtuous person. Um, so she's called a virtuous wife, not only, uh, not because only married women can have these qualities, but because this is marriage guidance from a mother to a son. The virtuous woman can be single or married, but each will have particular ways their virtue is expressed, either in their singleness or in their family. And so again, like you can be that virtuous woman before you're even a virtuous wife. Like you should actually aspire to be that virtuous woman because not everybody again is wifey material. And so like prepare yourself in your time of singleness uh, to become that virtuous woman of God so that you don't have to learn like I did after you're married. Okay. Like I was, I didn't take time to, I wanted a husband so bad that I didn't take time to prepare myself. Like I was responsible. I worked a full-time job. That's not what I'm saying. But like when my husband was in battles, like when he was struggling with depression before I was matured in God and understood like my duty as a wife with his depression. Like I used to get mad when he was depressed. I was like, why is he always depressed for like, how's come every time we get in a fight, he gets depressed. Like I was irresponsible. And, and I put my own feelings and my own thoughts above his and guys, the, that's just not a virtuous wife. That's just not a virtuous woman, period. Like in that time that he needed me to be his safe space. Like I was giving him, I was giving him more heartache. Like I wasn't, pulling him out of his depression, I was pushing him further into it. And so like, that's what I mean. Like you have to, um, you have to be careful. You have to be, you don't get to just fly off the handle and say what you want to say. Like I get so sick of hearing why well, I'm human and nobody can control the tongue. You're absolutely right. No, the Bible, James does say that the tongue is the only thing that no man can bridle, but Here's the part that we leave out. Like God can tame the tongue. The Holy Spirit can tame the tongue. And so for you being like, well, it has to be the spirit or, you know, whatever your excuse is, or like, well, I'm just human. Like, guess what? That's laziness. That is lack of self-control. That is poor, um, you know, that's poor character. Like it's easy to tell somebody off. It's easy to give somebody a piece of your mind. It's easy to be rude to somebody because you're having a bad day. It, it is virtuous to hold your tongue. It is virtuous to be the bigger person and walk away because it's easy to tell somebody off, but it takes strength to keep your mouth shut when people are talking about you or when you're having a bad day and it makes you feel better to go off on somebody. Like that's weak. That is what a coward does. But somebody of virtue is kind. Even in their hard times, they are kind to people and they are patient with people and they don't blame other people for their problems. And they ask the Holy Spirit to guide them and to lead them. Guys, I've been in awful situations where I just like it would have been easy for me to blast somebody's business out. Like it would have been easy for me to just go tell people how people really are and what they did to me and what they said about me. Like on my wedding day, I had people on my husband's profile telling him, like, good luck with the whore you married pardon my French, but like, this is what they were saying on open. And I remember him being so angry and so hurt. And he wanted to just tell them off. And like, he told them like, I'm going to blast you. If you keep talking about my wife like this, like our very first day of marriage was spent like 
upset because people were on Facebook like openly openly calling me a whore and saying that I wasn't wife material and that he was going to divorce me you know in just a few short months once he realized what he married and and all of this I had when I was 16 years old I had a wife at, at a church that we attended go tell the pastor that I was sleeping with her husband because he was um you know he he there was infidelity in their marriage and she needed somebody to blame so she came to me and like well she didn't come to me she went to the pastor and told the pastor that i a 16 year old was sleeping with her 50 some year old husband and then when the pastor put her in her place and told her like to quit talking like that um and that gossip wouldn't be accepted in in his pulpit you know like um then she went to other members of the church and started telling them this lie and like it would have been easy for me to go and blast her out in front of everybody but instead i held my peace because i said you know what god you are my defender like yes it hurt it hurt to my core thinking that there were actually people that i served people that i had ministered to people that i had you know prayed for and prayed with and helped pray through believed such horrible things about me like yeah it flipping hurt but I also learned in that time like God was teaching me to keep my mouth shut like he, I didn't have to defend myself and there have been several circumstances since that day that I you know the old Brie the Brie who was Brie before Jesus came and made me the new Brie I'd have just hit you in the mouth and walked away and 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 I don't say that boasting, but that's how I was raised. Like my dad was that dad who was like, if I find out somebody messed with you and you didn't lay him out, when you get home from school, I'm laying you out. And I can count on at least two hands the number of times that my dad made me stand in the front yard and fight him as a teenager. Like I would have to fight my six, my six, two dad who weighed like 300 pounds, you know, like that's how I was raised. So it's easy. <laughs> it's easy for me to hit somebody in the mouth and walk away and be like, there you go. But that's the coward thing to do. The virtuous and the hard thing to do, the thing that requires strength is to keep your mouth closed and to let God be your defender. And so like, you can practice these virtues like and pray for these virtues like that's why we say patience is a virtue and loving your enemies is a virtue and and people don't even know what that means they're like what's that mean patience is a virtue like i was one of those people i used to say well patience is a virtue because that's what me mom used to say you know but like when you look it up it's it literally means patience is a strength you know self-control is a strength so like, no, if you're a weak-minded person walking around being hateful to people and, and causing your husband heartache and causing your wife heartache and causing your brothers and sisters heartache, you're not a virtuous person. Like you might as well just take that label off because you're not virtuous. Like virtuous means strong. And, and I'm not saying this to like knock you down, but to help you see, like I was not a virtuous person. I was, I was not a mature person. I did not possessed these qualities, but it came through people talking about me. It came through making mistakes and falling on my face and getting back up. It came through countless hours in the word of God and the spirit of God leading me like to, and I still don't possess everything in this list, you know, like, but the good thing is you don't have to possess every single thing in this list to be a virtuous woman. Like you just have to be trying. You just have to be willing to make the sacrifices and the changes that God tells you to make. Um, so moving on, um, Sorry, guys. I it sounds like cartoons are playing. Like maybe I'm losing my mind. Um, okay, so Walker calls this woman the valent woman, or the valent wife, 
and notes that virtuous wife is translated as the excellent wife of Proverbs 12, verse 4. The term is also applied to men and translated mighty men of valor in 2 Kings 24 and 14, competent men in Genesis 47, verse 6, and able men in Exodus 18 and 21. She is a virtuous woman, a woman of power and strength, a strong or virtuous wife full of mental energy. So again, we see like this woman is strong, like she is able to bear the weight of a lot of things, not on her own shoulders, not because of her own strength or her own goodness, but because God is her firm foundation and she stands in his wisdom and she stands firm on his word. And so because of that, she has been given power and strength and might that is supernatural so that she and, and, and I believe when I think about this woman that she is the woman who goes to God for literally everything. Like, God, what kind of coffee creamer should I get today? You know, like, is the caramel going to make me sick? Like, should I get the vanilla? You know, it sounds simple. But this woman trusted God for everything in her life. Like, she put her faith in him. And because her faith was so strong and she was so wise and she had been so imputed with the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God and the faithfulness of God, she was able to stand in even the hardest situations and be that shelter for her home. Because women, you are the foundation, like Christ should be the foundation of your home. And then above Christ is you, like not above Christ, but Christ should be the firm foundation. And then next is you, like you're, you are the glue that holds you the home together. Like I don't have kids, but I have a puppy and like He's pretty much my kid. Come on now. Uh, but like, there are things my husband just can't do in this house. God love his soul. Like he just, he can't do it. And so like, it falls on me. And like, my husband is, he is just a very, um, I don't know how to describe him without, um, he's very just kind of like, it is what it is. You know, like when he deals with stuff, he doesn't really share it. He is more, you know, we're both very matter of fact people and like, he's not very emotional, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Whereas like, I'm the emotion in this house and I'm the one who's like, it's okay, honey. It's okay. If you're, you're feeling bad, like you don't have to pretend to be strong in this house. Like, I know that I made you feel that way when we first got married, but now it's okay. Like, I want you to know that God corrected me. Like he chastened me, he taught me and I gained wisdom through those battles. And I want you to know that it is okay to show weakness in this home. Like we are the ones who embrace with love and that emotion and, and, and hold, we're the glue that holds the marriage and the, the children and all of that together. And you can't do that if you're not strong. I mean, you can't do that if like, if, if all you want to do is scream and yell at your husband and scream and yell at your kids and cause fights and cause war and cause division in the home, then you're not virtuous. And I know that that sounds, Michael yelled at me last night. He didn't, he didn't yell at me guys. I say, I say he yelled at me, but like he told me last night, um, that he, he was like, we were talking about a situation and I was like, I'm so tired of people coming at me. I was like, I literally am just trying to help people. And all they want to do is be mean and attack me. And he was like, honey, he was like, you're too matter of fact for some people. He was like, it, it is what it is. He was like, you don't have to change. He was like, but you're, he was like, you have to remember that not everybody is as matter of fact as you are. Like I can be very matter of fact sometimes, and I'm not trying to be mean, but like I learned a long time ago, not to sugarcoat the word of God, because that's how we got to where we're at right now. Like the word of God has been changed and transformed to 
comfort people in their illness and in their sin and in their lack of self-control. And like, I'm just one who I'm not like, if I'm laying it down to you, I promise you I'm eating it too. Like I've already said, I wasn't a virtuous woman and I'm still, I still have things that God is working on me um, from this scripture. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not sitting here from a throne, but like, I want you to understand that if you are not mature, if you are causing hell literally in your home, and like you're not being the uplifter, then you're not the virtuous wife that God called you to be. And you're not the strong wife that God called you to be because a strong woman is a woman who is at peace. A strong woman who is a woman who is at peace in the midst of hell. Like even in the midst of chaos, even when bills aren't paid, even when the house is falling apart, like you have peace and you are able to still embrace your spouse and embrace your children and let them know like it's okay because God is your wisdom and because God is your foundation, like you can be that covering for them in the midst of chaos. Like when you don't know when your next meal is going to come, where it's going to come from, like don't go home and cause war in your house and be hateful to your kids and then be like, well, I'm just stressed out. Like, no, like a virtuous woman. And I'm not trying to say like there, there's this like unrealistic, highly, you know, unrealistically high standard that we have to live by. Guys, it's just a matter of being in connection with the kingdom where you know that even though on earth it looks like hell is at my doorstep, even though it looks like my home's falling apart, even though my husband is in depression, even though my bills aren't paid, like even though, even though, even though I'm not, I'm not focusing my eyes on this, on this kingdom down here because I belong to a higher kingdom. I belong to a kingdom that is not shaken. I belong to a kingdom that is not swifted or swerved or easily uh, retreated by not knowing where the next meal is going to come from because my Abba father is El Shaddai, which means he is more than enough to provide every need. Guys, I have seen God do it in my life where I have made $20 last literally a week and a half long. Like God is faithful because I started out with 20 and then by the end of the week I had $50 and I didn't know where the 50 came from. And it is through those circumstances that you learn it's okay. Like even when life isn't put together, it's still put together because we are not of this world. And our God and 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 the God of heaven is able. So when he is our foundation, we have these these strengths, these characters, these virtues about us where when everything else is falling apart, like we can still be virtuous women and men of God. We can still be mighty men and women of God. Like Quit using hard times as an excuse to be a hateful person. That is weak. That is a coward thing to do. Like that is not virtuous. Um, and, I, and I don't want to stay hung up on that. But um, so going on, the vocabulary and expressions in general have the ring of uh, ring of an ode to a champion. That is Ross. Um, what this woman has did not simply fall to her. It is her victory through wisdom, her hard-won reward. The battle or military illusions are many, including virtuous wife is the same expression translated mighty men of valor and judges. Judges chapter 6, verse 12. The word strength in Proverbs 31 and 17 is used in other places for great and heroic victories, as in Exodus 15 and 2 and 1 Samuel 2 and 10. The word gain in Proverbs 31 and 11 is actually the word for plunder. These are verses that we haven't read yet, guys. But the expression 
excel from Proverbs 31 and 29 is an expression that signifies glory. And so we haven't got to all of that yet. Those are more characteristics that we're going to cover in further episodes. Um, but the qualities of this virtual wife as described in Proverbs 31 verses 11 through 31 are often mentioned in previous Proverbs as a whole. The wise business um, practices, honorable speech, compassion for the poor, and integrity. Here, those same qualities are explained in connection to a virtuous wife. Coming at the end of the collection of Proverbs, one might say that this is a strong woman and her greatest strength is her wisdom rooted in the fear of the Lord. Um, guys, I can't like, I can't explain, express enough the importance of being a virtuous woman and and where, um, you know, it goes on to say that her her price is far above that of rubies and pearls because you can't buy the peace of mind that a virtuous woman brings. Like her husband, don't have to worry. She's going to be that strength for him because she knows that men and women alike are not strong all the time. And so mighty men of valor and virtuous women, like they take turns being strong. They take turns being the the um like the groundskeeper the um you know the watchman on the wall like when i'm weak my husband's watching like he's watching for the enemy and i know that he don't express it all the time but i know that that man's praying and that man supports me in my ministry and the ministry that god has given me like he's got my back 24 7 like and the same goes for him like when i start seeing symptoms of depression like this wife is at war on the devil like i am praying for breakthrough and i am covering him in prayer and i'm asking god to keep his mind and to bring peace like my husband don't have to worry about me like he don't have to worry about me running around with other men like he don't have to worry about me um out talking about him and, and pulling him down like he has peace in our in in our home and um like we have built this relationship through the wisdom of God. Like we have been through hard times. Like I have made horrible mistakes in our marriage. Like I have not always been the best wife, but through my shortcomings, like God has taught me how to be a virtuous wife and to be that strong woman. And, and I'm so proud of where we are now. And guys, I want you to know that you can get there too. Like not every woman is a virtuous woman, but every woman has potential to be a virtuous woman. So I want to uh, stop there today because we are already at 41 minutes and there's just so much to cover. Um, and this, we will have another episode that launches tomorrow over anxiety and depression. Guys, we've already gotten reports back about how last week's episode has, you know, brought conviction and it has helped people and encouraged people and showed people that they're not alone in struggling. And so um, you know, I, I go back to school this week and I am cutting back my hours at work some, so hopefully I will have more time, uh, to focus on the podcast. I did add, um, to our Spotify that it is now listener supported. So if God puts it on your heart to donate anything at all, um, to help with this podcast and the, uh, finances that come along with it, um, then, you know, pray about it. I'm not begging for money. I'm not asking you to, you know, I do, I'm a nurse and I work full time, but this, you know, I, I'm a full-time nursing student still. And, um, you know, being in school, I'm trying my hardest, uh, to pour out to you guys the way that God has poured into me, but it does take time. Does, uh, I'm, I'm at about six hours 
today uh, between praying and reading and studying and recording and editing. Um, it, it's like a full-time job. Um, but anyways, guys, there's so much to cover. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that this was not about condemning any woman, but it's about bringing awareness that like sis, just because you are a woman does not make you worthy to be praised. It doesn't make you wife material. I used to think that I used to think because I was pretty and you know, I could bring my own money to the table that like I was wifey material and God brought me down real quick. He was like, hold on sis. Like we got to talk about this because right now you're not acting like a godly wife. And so I, I, I really want people to understand that this prophetic word will still transform us into, um, you know, mighty, women of God, like virtuous does not mean weak. Virtuous means strong. And a virtuous woman is what we need in today's world. Like if we do not teach our young ones how to be, if we do not behave, first of all, as virtuous women, like it's not something you can fake. You can't fake it. Like either you're a virtuous woman or you're not, but your behavior will give away which one you are. Like you can't fake it you can try to front like a virtuous woman all you want but at the end of the day like when you're put under pressure your character is going to show um and if we don't behave and set examples for our young girls the world is teaching them the world is teaching them only fans the world is teaching them twerking the world is teaching them stuff like bussing and cap and all of this crazy like i fear for our english language because like people don't even know how to talk anymore and and we're not teaching them how to be good wives we're not teaching them how to be good godly women we're not teaching them to be strong like we are raising weak women now like I'm not going to get into politics, but we are raising women who are just, they're fragile and are easily offended and, and rely solely on the husband to do everything and want to be praised. And guys, that's not, that's not a strong woman. That's a weak woman. And so we, as women of God, need to come back together and get back on our faces and seek God and ask God to make us that godly woman that he designed us to be like that strong woman, women clear back from the Bible times, guys, the first messianic prophecy in the Bible was to a woman, or it was about a woman to Satan, where God told Satan, he, he declared war between women and her seed and the enemy. And she said, and God said that her heels would be bruised from the serpent's head. Like guys, we were designed to defeat the enemy, to overcome him through the power of Jesus Christ. Like our bruised heels crush his head. Like my heels are so bruised from stomping on the enemy. But guys, I'm not retreating because God has called us to be mighty women who are ready to wage war on the enemy and go to war for our families, to go to war for our spouses, to go to war for our children, to go to war on the workplace. Like we were made to be strong, mighty women, and we have not been acting like strong and mighty women. And so my prayer and my hope for this proverb study is to show you that it's okay to be a virtuous woman. That is not a curse word. Like it means you are strong, you know? And so there's so much more I could get into, but we are at 46 minutes and I don't want to just keep rambling. So guys, I thank you. If you have listened this far, um, I appreciate each and every one of you more than you will ever know. Our podcast is growing. We're up to over 120 some people like it's growing and it has been heard in Arizona and New York and, you know, uh, New Jersey. Like there are so many different states that, 
um, have joined our podcast. And I, I'm so overwhelmed by the goodness of God, guys. Like he's faithful and he's doing big things. And um, so, yeah, I just want to close out with prayer and we will pick up next week with Proverbs, hopefully. Uh, but Father God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for who you created us to be. We thank you that even when we derail and we go off plan, that God, you still know the thoughts that you think towards us and you're still willing to make us mighty men and women of you. And God, I pray right now that the listener here would find hope in you and that they would realize who you have created them to be, God, and that you would spark purpose inside of them and give them a vision, God, that you would show them to be strong in you, God, and to practice self-control and and to be that strong example to other men and women, young girls and boys, God. I pray right now, Lord, that if there's anybody listening who doesn't know you as their personal father, Lord, I pray that you would send your spirit and conviction to their heart right now, Lord, and that they would accept Jesus as Lord over their life and Savior over their heart. God, I pray right now, if there's anybody who is not living according to your word and the way that you have called them to be, I pray that you would bring them back into alignment and back out of lukewarmness, God, that they would be on fire, that your word would be like fire shut up in their bones. Father, I pray right now that you would bring hope and joy and peace to every listener. And Father, we thank you because you are Abba and you are good and you are mighty. And God, you are still El Shaddai, which means that you are more than enough, God, to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. God, that you are still more than enough to meet every need of every listener listening right now, God, that you are able and that you are faithful. And God, we love you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you don't give up on us, even when we're dirty, even when we're unworthy. God, you are still faithful and we love you in the mighty name of Jesus. Guys, I love you. Thanks for listening. And I will see you, um, well, probably by Wednesday uh, with our anxiety and depression. I'll see you guys.